This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Tonight on Huckabee, publisher of Canada's Rebel News, Ezra Levant. Town Hall senior columnist, Kurt Schlichter. The stand-up comedy of Leland Clausen. And Christian rock band, Casting Crowns. That's Trey Corley of the Music City Connection. And I'm your announcer, Keith Bilbrey. And now, here's Mike Welcome, everybody. We have a wonderful show all lined up for you, and we're so excited to have this great audience here. And thank you for joining us for this edition of The Huckabee Show. Now, what is happening with our neighbors to the north in Canada is historic. It started with some truckers who just two years ago, at the start of the pandemic, were hailed as heroes for continuing to work long and brutal hours also that they could deliver food, supplies, and medicine all to our homes, while most of the world was in complete lockdown. But in Canada, as in the U.S., government officials tasted the blood of raw power, telling people to follow the science, even when many in government didn't follow it, or for that matter, didn't know what it was, since it kept changing. A truck convoy rolled into the Canadian capital of Ottawa and Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and other government officials officially lost their minds. The truckers have been accused of everything from racism to insurrection and homophobia and violence. I mean, it was said that they were destroying property and impeding government operations. Ottawa Police Chief Peter Slowly said the truckers were engaging in hate and violence. But yet he couldn't cite one instance of either one of those things. He said the truckers were doing unlawful things. But if so, why weren't any of them, any of them arrested? No police cars were set on fire. No businesses were looted. No one was violently attacked by the truckers. The government-owned media of Canada played right into the narrative of a breakdown of law and order. But even the government media couldn't actually show that order needed to be restored because order was never lost. The truckers even set up bouncy houses for kids. They helped feed homeless people and they shovel snow from around people's homes. Real dangerous stuff right there. It sounds like the protesting truckers were doing more good than the government was. And then when a GoFundMe site was set up to support the truckers, $10 million was quickly raised until the left-wing goons at GoFundMe said they were going to confiscate the money that other people had given, and they were going to give it to other charities of their choice. 
Well, their brazen attempt to steal the donated money after having fraudulently collected it on behalf of the truckers brought so much outrage and scorn that they had to reverse course and give it back to the donors. Supporters of the truckers promptly gave it to a Christian charity site called Give, Sin, Go. Uh, that site doesn't steal donated money, and they don't try to divert it to left-wing causes like GoFundMe does. Attempts to label the protest as racist, well, that became laughable because blacks, aboriginals, Sikhs, all kinds of other people are a part of the protest. Justin Trudeau has made a complete fool of himself as an arrogant elitist who is appalled that the little people that he sees himself as Lord over have the audacity to simply demand a return to freedom. His hysterical comments that the truckers have created a crime wave? Folks, that's a lie worthy of the New York Times or CNN. Because as of the taping of this show, crime in Ottawa is actually down. And not one single arrest, not one, has been made of the truckers. By the way, the government sent tow trucks in to tow away the big trucks, and the tow truck operators instead joined in the protest. Don't you love it? The left-wing socialists like Trudeau forgot that Karl Marx preached, let the workers of the world unite. And in Canada, that's exactly what these blue-collar working-class truck drivers have done. They united. Gosh, the elites hate it when taxpaying citizens start demanding honest answers, accountability, and a return to freedom and following the law instead of being ordered into mandates of lockdowns, forced vaccinations, and mask wearing that even the scientists at the CDC have acknowledged just don't stop the spread of COVID enough to matter. Now, what these truckers in Canada are doing is being systematically and intentionally ignored by the mainstream media. But people around the world, tired of being bullied by their own governments, are joining the voices of the truckers. I mean, who would have thought that the next revolution of freedom would start by some truck drivers in Canada, of all places? You know, I think if Mr. Trudeau believed in his own noise, he ought to ask for a meeting with the truckers. Sit down and listen to them. But because they're making far more sense than he is, don't expect that to happen. Maybe, just maybe, the next prime minister of Canada will be a truck driver. And Trudeau can get a job at a truck stop serving coffee and donuts. I like that idea a lot. I just told you about the convoy of truckers in Canada's capital city of Ottawa, protesting government COVID restrictions and vaccine mandates. The mainstream media has mostly been pretending that it isn't even happening. My first guest is a Canadian journalist and founder of Rebel News. He says this isn't just an important story. It's the most important political event of his lifetime. Joining us now, independent journalist and attorney, Ezra Levant. Ezra, it is an honor to have you here. You're one of the few people that is actually on the scene and can speak authoritatively to what's happening. Uh, we're hearing from Prime Minister Trudeau that these are a bunch of criminals and they're doing terrible things in Ottawa. What's the real story? Well, there are thousands of truckers in the city of Toronto 
They've been there for about two weeks. Police report the crime in the downtown area where most of them are has fallen. Uh, there was a court hearing to get an injunction against the truckers. The only thing the judge would allow is to end the use of the big air horns in in the part of the city, because there are people who live there and sleep there. And I have to say that's that's a, probably a reasonable thing to ask the truckers after two weeks to stop using those huge horns at night. But other than that, the judge issued no other order. There have been no arrests. There has been no violence. So all this talk of insurrection or violence, it's just basically a street festival. There's men, women, and children. There's bouncy castles. They're having ice hockey games. It's a very Canadian protest, completely peaceful. But boy, does it irritate Justin Trudeau. Why doesn't he just go and sit down with a group of the truckers and listen to them for an hour and have a conversation? That would be so simple. Well, polls show that's exactly what Canadians want him to do. And he has met with other groups, including some groups that have been regarded as extremists. He actually attended a Black Lives Matter protest and took a knee. He spoke in support of truckers who were having a protest in India, of all places, but he has adamantly refused to meet with these truckers in Canada. And he's actually scorched the earth. He's called them racist and sexist, and he's even implied that they're Nazis. By the way, they're very ethnically diverse. A lot of Canadian truckers are Sikh, they're Indo-Canadian. So to call them racist just doesn't even make any sense. Ezra, Americans get a lot of their news maybe from the Canadian news media. Why is that not a very trustworthy source for the Americans who don't understand how the Canadian media really works? Here's two points. The largest media company in Canada, larger than all other news reporters combined, is the state broadcaster, the CBC. So they pretty much are an organ of the government. And Everyone in the, in the smaller private sector is sort of tailoring their work so that if they lose their job in the private sector, they can go work for uh, the CBC. And a couple of years ago, that wasn't enough for Trudeau, so he announced a massive newspaper bailout, and 99% of the newspapers in Canada took it. So he owns the CBC, and he rents the newspapers. I think there's probably fewer than 10 media outlets in our whole country that aren't on the payroll in some way. Rebel News is one of them. Uh, and we're just a little grassroots organization. We have only 52 employees compared to thousands of these other entities. But just with our citizen journalists just pointing their smartphones at what's happening and just uploading the truth, I think we've managed to tell the other side of the story especially after so many lockdowns, we can gather together again. And, and there's so many Canadian flags, it's so patriotic. And I've never heard the word freedom spoken so much in Canada. It's always been a bit of a liberal, slightly socialist country, but wow, to see Canadians of all backgrounds say the word freedom again, I get goosebumps. Ezra, I think you're giving us all goosebumps because uh, if it weren't for organizations like your own Rebel News, we wouldn't know what's going on. But the important factor in all of this is that they just want their lives back. Isn't that really the essence of their protest? This is the most real uprising, certainly in my lifetime in Canada, and people can see that. And that's why Trudeau's insults bounce off, uh, they ricochet right off these truckers, because people see with their own eyes that these are the good guys, and they've given us courage to stand up and say, yeah, I'm tired of the lockdowns too. They've given us a seed crystal around which we can form, because no one else did that in Canada. 
Well, Ezra, I hope that there are some American politicians paying attention, and maybe it will uh, bring some common sense to them. We are so grateful to have you on, so very glad of what you're doing for the truckers and for the people of the world in helping get the truth out. Thank you for joining us. It's a real honor to have you. My pleasure. Well, if you want to learn more about Ezra Levon and Rebel News and their coverage of the Canadian truckers, if you go to our website at Huckabee.tv, we have links directly the Rebel News and all the things that are going on there. So it makes it easy for you to navigate and get the information. And I hope you will. Right now, Keith Bilbrey, if you're done being a rebel, why don't you just tell us what we have coming up next on the show? Well, I would love to. Next, conservative columnist Kurt Schlichter. Later in the show, silk aerialist and violinist Janice Martin. Stay with Huckabee. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com system. And welcome back. My next guest is a retired U.S. Army colonel. He's a trial attorney, and he's a darn funny writer. He's senior columnist at townhall.com, and his latest columns, well, it puts things pretty bluntly, as all of his columns do. He says conservatives need to stop tolerating commie nonsense. Please welcome back to the show one of our very favorites, Kurt Schlichter. Kurt, good to have you back. Welcome. Thanks for, thanks for having me, Governor Huckabee. I really appreciate it. Well, we, we love your stuff, and especially the fact that you can say some really great things with a sense of humor, and a lot of people don't have a sense of humor anymore. Well, you know, they tried to remove it in law school, along <laughs> with my shame gene. Uh-huh. But, uh, you know, it, it, look, there aren't a lot of funny conservatives. A lot of conservatives were always uptight. You know, the bow tie conservatives? Yeah. And now they all write for those... <laughs> Things that have gone under and, you know, they're really <laughs> upset that normal people have a say in things and that they're not, you know, able to have their fill their cruises. Uh, <laughs> I know who you're talking about. I, okay. Do yeah. you? Yeah. Look, conservatism is about us. It is not about a bunch of guys collecting dollars in Washington, D.C., but for too long it was. Mm -hmm. They didn't come through. They didn't get it done. That's why uh, five years ago, six years ago, we elected Donald Trump because we were tired of them. And if they're upset with Donald Trump, they should be. He is a repudiation of them. That is a great way to put it. And I think that's right. You have said that conservatives for far too long have been a get along, go along, just don't rock the boat kind of crap. Because you stand up for yourself does not mean you were uncivil and oh, well, I never. We need to say no. We need to say no to nonsense. How much better off would we be if the first person who came up to someone and said, my pronouns are <laughs> zip and zap, and you said, that's stupid, stop doing that. <laughs> Kurt, what are your pronouns, by the way? <laughs> 
Not, my, my pronouns cannot be spoken on a family show. <laughs> Thank you for not blurting them out, because I know you could have. You know, we've seen some positive things. Glenn Youngkin's yes. uh, victory in Virginia was a repudiation of that attitude that said, if you're a parent, just stay out of your kid's education. And that's what's happening now. All Americans of all colors and all creeds are saying, heck no. And yeah. it's inspirational because we're all Americans. And we're all against the same bunch of people who've run things for too long and they've run them into the ground. Here's my, let me, let me do a challenge for you. Okay. Name an institution in America that's functioning well. We'll be back after this message. Yeah. I mean, I, I know certain families that are institutional. Well, you know, yeah, but... Some it, churches. Some churches. Some private businesses. But as a government institution, very few. Or even big cultural ones. Would you say the NFL's run well? No, it's a, uh, it's a disaster. Uh, Major League Baseball, total collapse. And they are not run by the kind of people... Uh, who get looked down on by the New York Times. Yeah. They didn't earn what they got. They never built it. They didn't build these institutions. They didn't sacrifice for them. They inherited them because they have a degree from Yale and mm -hmm. they have the credential. It was handed to them. Like we were talking earlier. They're the cultural trust fund babies. Yeah. They're the guys who didn't work for it. They just got handed it. And uh, what happens when you hand your kids stuff? They get spoiled and they don't achieve anything. That's what, where we're at right now. They need to be fired. They need to be replaced. Somebody I have great admiration for, because he's just his own guy, is Elon Musk. Yes. And he does not play this game. You know, we used to be a country full of Elon Musks. Yeah. Now he's the exception. Now we're like, oh, well, look at that one guy. But it used to be a whole country of people <laughs> who said, no, I I'm going to do things my way. I'm gonna, I I've got a vision. I'm going to pursue it. I'm not going to boss other people around. I'm not going to steal from them. I'm going to go out and build something and create something and make something new. We have seen also the lowest ever viewership for the Olympics because it's in China. Yep. They are the worst abuser of human rights. And, and it's almost like, why don't people understand that's not really where we should be showcasing these athletes? In 1936, the Olympics was held in, in Nazi Germany. Yeah. Okay, and those we've all seen those images in black and white. We've seen the great images of Jesse Owens showing the mm. Nazis what clowns they were. Uh, who, where's our Jesse Owens now? Where's the one standing up saying, hey, you know, this, this ski jump is for the Uyghurs. Instead, mm. it's, you know, oh, I don't want to offend my sponsor. Uh, our own corporations, all American corporations, cavorting and colluding with a genocidal communist regime, it's a disgrace, Governor Huckabee. It's a disgrace. It is a disgrace. And I think, you know, I appreciate that you've been bold about talking about that. Uh, the, the biggest boogeyman right now seems to be a podcast host named Joe Rogan, <laughs> who simply sits down and talks to people and lets them say what they want. What a novel idea. Well, here's the difference between us and them, Governor Huckabee. I'm not afraid to hear somebody disagree with me. You're not afraid to hear someone disagree with you, and you're not afraid to hear someone disagree with you. Yeah. They are terrified, and why are they terrified? Because they know they're rotten. They know they're corrupt. They know they're incompetent, and they know they're going to lose. Mm. Kurt, we love having you. you got to promise that you will keep coming back, not just once, but regularly, because <laughs> it's a lot of fun to have you, and I sure hope that you will check out all of Kurt's writings and insights if you'll go to Huckabee.tv, we will connect you directly 
to Kurt's writings at townhall.com. You will read them, you will love them, and you will laugh out loud. Don't have a mouthful of coffee. It will be spewed all over your kitchen as you're reading his great stuff. Right now, Keith Bilbrey, why don't you give us your insight into the rest of the show? Well, next, laugh along with Mike's in case you missed it. Later, Grammy Award-winning band Casting Crowns on Huckabee. And welcome back, everybody. By the way, one of the things that makes this show so much fun is we have this incredible music that happens here in our theater, a lot of which you don't get to see all of it on TV because we're going to the breaks, we're having fun. But it's all because of Trey Corley and the Music City Connection, and I think we owe them a big old hand right now. Well, from creepy tattoos to Jurassic criminals, we've got the news that'll give you goosebumps on In Case You Missed It. Well, is your house full of commemorative plates, you know, like Elvis or Gone with the Wind? Well, I got a great deal from you from the British website, Wholesale Clearance. Commemorative plates for Queen Elizabeth II's Platinum Jubilee. There's just one little tiny problem, Keith. What's that? They're all misspelled. They <laughs> spelled them Platinum Jubbly. J-U-B-B-L-Y, Jubbly. They'll be the biggest collectors, I think. Well, that's exactly what they're you hoping for. Yeah. Of course, you know, they were made in China. Are you surprised? <laughs> How'd you guess? <laughs> now, they're being sold as collector items. Oh, yeah. Garbage collectors is who's really collecting them. <laughs> they already have over 10,000 platinum jubbly plates, mugs, and tea sets to unload on the unsuspecting public. But you know what, on the bright side, now the queen has Meghan and Harry's next Christmas gift. There you go. There you go. I think so. You could use them for target practice. 100%. Uh, Midways could have them, you know, where you break the plate with a baseball. Yeah. It or, you know, if you're doing some Greek dining, you throw the there plate at the go. fireplace, Absolutely. something like that. Why not? Well, we've had a lot of stories this week about new Guinness World Records, so we're lumping them all together in a segment that we call Records You Don't Want to Break, right? Like the Iranian man who balanced 85 spoons on his body. You know, it'd be easier to balance 85 forks to your body. Yeah. But if you stuck them in there, that would hurt a little bit. So not a good idea. <laughs> Four British men set a new world record by playing the board game Dune for over 85 consecutive hours. Wow. Yeah. Way too much time on their hands. I Single, so. right? Yeah. I think it was uh, the record for the world's biggest nerds, probably. <laughs> by the way, the previous record for doing that was 80 hours. I would have guessed one hour. Yeah, not... Anyway, they were raising, this is true, they were raising money for a mental health charity which after doing this, they all needed. Yeah, I'd say they're likely candidates. Yeah. And here's the creepiest world record of all. A New York man named Michael Amoya set a new record for the most insect tattoos on his body. 864 mm. insect tattoos. Mm. Now, you want to hear four words that make that even creepier? What's that? 
those aren't all tattoos. <laughs> <laughs> Our audience is just now getting that. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's finish with a couple of Huck's criminal masterminds. Police in Vero Beach, Florida, answered a 911 call about a suspicious, intoxicated person. He had a bag of syringes in his pocket, but he had a good excuse, Keith. He said they were for fishing. Fishing. Oh, yeah. okay. Did you know that you could use drug needles for fish hooks? Uh, it's a new one on me. Well, I think he was unclear on what it means when he says that a fish gets hooked. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> and he may not have understood that baked fish is not a fish that smokes weed. Yeah. Anyway, police said they didn't believe him because he didn't have a fishing rod. Well, there you go. And also, he did have a bag of fentanyl in his other pocket. Wow. I guess that might have been the bait. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, police right here in Nashville. I mean, right here. Really? Yeah, right here in Nashville. They were searching for a young man who was caught on video breaking into a car and burglarizing a home. He was described as about six feet tall and wearing a blue and yellow dinosaur onesie. Uh, wow. Hold on. Six feet, Nashville area, wears a dinosaur onesie. Uh, uh, that, Keith, where, where were you that night? That wasn't me. No, no, no. My onesie has Fender Stratocaster guitars on it. But oh. you just admitted you wear a onesie. That's... I, I, I guess yeah. this time you're in the clear, yeah, but, I, but only this time. Glad he didn't have those guitars on. Oh, man. We've got pictures of you in that onesie, by the way. <laughs> well, just like Joe Biden at a press conference, we got to get out of here. But until next time, always remember, we read the news. Then aerialist Janice Martin performs more great entertainment coming up on Huckabee. Oh, the Music City Connection bringing us back in with a little music from a group called Free. All right now is the song. Great memories from that one. That's a beautiful song. Hey, tonight's comedian has been making people laugh for over 25 years. You've seen him on the Comedy Network's Just for Laughs, the Netflix show, Thou Shalt Laugh, and from his dry bar comedy special called More True. Would you please welcome the very funny Leland Clausen. Thank you, thank you so much, everybody. What wasn't mentioned is that I'm Canadian. I hope that's not gonna be an issue. Is that gonna be? But it's so, it's, it's so great to see people. We kind of frown on that in my country now. Um, so it's great, aren't these weird times? These are just crazy, crazy times. Anybody else flipping through the book of Revelation to see what page we're on? Did you see what color that horse was? Did you see? I think this is over. Oh, I, um, well, I got COVID in August. I, I got COVID, and, but as luck would have it, also had a really bad case of worms. So that, little two birds with one stone, two horses with one bullet, whatever you want to use there. I don't, I, uh, well, I, I, you know, here, here's the thing, I'll tell you. I, I, I just try to be positive about stuff. Canada's way more locked down than anybody ever should be. Uh, 
But I still was trying to be positive through it. When the mass, there's some people that were upset with the mass at the beginning, and I said to them, hey, there's positives here, right? There's, there's things, like, for example, uh, you know that guy that had just, like, horrible breath, but you've never been able to tell him? Uh, he knows now. He knows. He knew the moment he put it on his face, right? It's you, sir. But the, uh, the border, uh, I got to tell you, it's... It was hard before COVID, crossing from Canada into the U.S., but now it's way hard. Honestly, it's getting too... T- I'm, next time, I'm just going to fly down to Guatemala and join a group marching in. That's what I'm just going <laughs> to... That's... Got to save some money. That's what I'm saying. Uh, what I do is... I, so I have a, a, an O-1 visa is what I get. Every three years, I, I apply for this. And uh, basically, I have to convince your government that I'm a person of extraordinary ability... Um, why did you laugh at that right away? That was your first... <laughs> that's hurtful. Governor, that's hurtful. <laughs> I, well, here's the thing. Maybe I don't have extraordinary ability, but I do have uh, an extraordinary deformity. And that's what I think is, is bringing me in. Look at these, look at these hands. That's, that's how I get into your country. I say, who's got hands this big? And they let me in. You start waving hands around like this, they start stamping visas really quick. That's what I'm... I get huge hands. Every time I shake somebody's hand, I tickle their armpit. How you doing? <laughs> no, that's me. That was me. I apologize. I apologize. I just... I used to do sign language for the deaf. You see the hand signs for the deaf there? Until they, uh, till they made me stop. I guess, I guess I was making the deaf people mad or something. Stomping, it's too loud. That doesn't look right either. Hey, look how small my head is in proportion. Did you notice that? I got a tiny little nugget of a head. It's another one of my extraordinary deformities. Right, well, here's the, the numbers so you get an idea. Uh, glove size, uh, 4XL. Um, hat size, youth medium. So that's embarrassing. Seriously, I bought my gloves at Big and Tall and my hat's at Baby Gap. Like, this is not, this is not cool. Terrible selection. I don't know, another deformity I have, my foot size, that's another, another issue I have. Here's the thing, they're size 14, uh, but I'm 6'3", so that kind of makes sense, right? It's, and by the way, I know most of you thought I was taller than that, didn't you? Yeah, it's because my head is so small, it just looks like I'm standing further away. That's what's... It's like a 7'8", he's huge. And so far away. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, well, okay, so... My feet, size, size 14, normal. Okay, here's where it gets creepy. Um, yeah, about half of that is toe. I've got finger toes is what I've got. I've got, I got hand feet, that's what I have. I don't even have feet, I got four hands. That's really what I have. Just put the hairier ones in shoes and walked out here. Another problem I have, so my hip bone uh, is actually right here, okay? So I have to wear my pants where they're actually supposed to go, right about here. It's not, so just below my abs is what I'm saying. So just for review, everybody, uh, lower body, upper body. That's not enough, just so you know. I had my appendix out when I was nine. I thought it was because I was infected, but honestly, I think they're just making room for organs, right? Take whatever you can, this kid's not living to 13 otherwise. He's scooping. He's a Canadian doctor. He, uh, it's free. Um, 
You get what you pay for. <laughs> no, I, I uh, well, okay, so I, do, I did. That was absolutely true. I, I had uh, my Penix out when I was nine. I go, well, I got the scar right here. Um, <laughs> but they're close enough. Let's just, grab, let's just grab the tonsils while we're at it. <laughs> Here's the thing that scares me the most. It scares me the most is uh, these old, you see, the, you know, these old men walking around, they start hiking their pants up higher and higher the older they get. Where am I even gonna go? I mean, 90 years old, I don't have to wear a shirt anymore. Huh? Just hike it all the way up. Just. I don't know. I had a lady come to after a show one time. She was offended I was doing jokes about the size of my hands. The joke, the, the, you know, some of the jokes you just heard, I have a lot more of them. She was offended I was doing jokes about the size of my hands. And she said, and I quote, sets a bad example for kids about making fun of themselves. What do you even say to that? You know, I was like, um, maybe comedy's not for you. It's not your thing. <laughs> it's my own fault, though, because I, uh, I married her. You know, so that's... <laughs> You guys have been a fantastic crowd. Thank you so much. I'm Leland Clawson. <laughs> that was awesome. That was great. Leland, thank you very, very much for being here. Uh, by the way, to see more of the hilarious Leland Clawson, including he's got a brand new action comedy film, Sleeper Agent. Also to get his tour schedule and a whole lot more. If you'll go to the website, Huckabee.tv, we will give you a link to his website, social media pages, more, including how to get the video. We've got a death-defying act coming up next. Keith Bilbrey is the only one in the building who is brave enough to tell you about it. He's going to do it right now. Well, next, the amazing aerial violinist Janice Martin performs. Later, Christian rock band Casting Crowns are on Huckabee. Next week, New York Times best-selling author Peter Schweizer and comedian Henry Cho. Welcome back. I got to tell you, my next guest, she is a one-woman variety show all by herself. She is a multi-instrumentalist and vocalist. She has performed as a solo violinist at Carnegie Hall as well as with symphonies all over the world. I want you to welcome the world's leading aerial acrobatic violinist. I don't know how many there are, but she's the leading one of them. <laughs> Janice Martin, welcome her, please. Janice, great to have you here. Thank you, it's wonderful to be here. It blows me away. You are a Juilliard-trained musician. Yes. Which means you were in the top of the top of musicians to get in and then to get through. That is in itself incredible. Thank you. Now you play a violin while being hoisted up in an acrobatic act. It's crazy, yes. And you grew up afraid of heights, right? I did. I uh, went through basic training in Fort Leonard Wood, Missouri, because after Juilliard, I joined the Army. And I, uh... thank you. What a career combo, Juilliard, the Army, I and believe, now an acrobatic act. I believe in experiencing life. Well, you have done it. And this is a great book. This is called How I Learned to Fly. And I, I just think it's wonderful. It's a, really your story, uh, but it's a great story to read to kids about their own fears. 
but you're going to make us afraid, I think, right now. There's no, no doubt about no. that. As long as I'm not where I can uh, possibly be hoisted up on these silk things, I just want to tell you, get ready, buckle up. This is absolutely going to be one of the most favorite things you've ever seen in this show. And if you want to learn more about the amazing Janice Martin, including the kids' book that I've talked about, How I Learned to Fly, about how she got over her fear of heights, her tour schedule, and a whole lot more, Huckabee.tv is where you get it. Believe me, after you see her act, you are going to want to see her in person. So enough chit-chat. Let's get with it. The incredible Janice Martin. Give her a big hand.
that one. Would you like to hear another one Nashville style? All right, I'll be right back. That was amazing, wasn't it? You know what? I got to tell you something. Um, if I got that wrapped up in that cloth, <laughs> I'd be singing soprano too. <laughs> yes, I would. All right, I think it's time to bring back Janice Martin. Let's give her a big yeah! hand of applause. All right, Trey, want to join me on this one? All right, here we go. Martin. Stay tuned for more Huckabee. And welcome back. Casting Crowns is a Grammy Award winning music group. They have sold over 12 million albums. They've got hit songs like Only Jesus and Nobody. Now, they promised that was not about me. They said it wasn't. I don't know, but they say it wasn't. But the song is called Nobody, one of their big hits. They just released their latest recording. It's called Healer. Would you please make welcome Casting Crowds. Welcome back. We love having you guys here. You always bring music that has depth. And I think that one of the things that I've loved about the music of Casting Crowns, it is not... And I don't mean to be disrespectful of a lot of contemporary Christian music, but some of it is, let me just say, a little bit on the shallow side. Right. And it's repetitive. You guys bring to the believer music that has depth. Mark, I always have admired that about your writing. I want you to give us a little background on, on this new album, Healer. Where did it come from out of you? 
you know, I've, I've still, uh, I've been a youth pastor since long, longer than Crowns has been a band. So about 20 years at the church I'm in now in Atlanta. And uh, how long was more than that? I'm getting, I'm like Papa Crown now. <laughs> it's been a, while, yeah. been, a, been a while. And uh, so when I wrote songs, it was really just to teach the students at my church. So because I love them and they know it, I can talk straight. Yeah. And I've earned that with them. And, uh, you know, I think, I don't, I don't think I knew I was writing in your face kind of lyrics because I was writing to my, my people. And then when we ended up on the radio, uh, I'd get a couple comments. You know, that's kind of hard teaching right there, you know? <laughs> but I, I think when you love people and you're transparent about the fact that you don't have it all together either, hmm. I think people will hear that. And I, I think truth is what we need more than anything right now. Well, I, I really do. And you and I've had this conversation similar before in that you continue to serve as a youth pastor is just, I think, one of the reasons that you have the capacity to take the music, bring lyrics to it, that people can relate to, because you're not living in an ivory tower. You're hanging out with kids. Yeah. They're pretty blunt and honest. Yeah, they are. A lot of kids have hurt during this time of the pandemic. They've had to wear masks. They didn't get to go to school. Mm -hmm. They've lost a lot of, of their activities. They'll never get to go back and, and relive. Right. Uh, what is a message that you feel like, not just for youth, but for all of America that need to be healed, really, both spiritually and, and physically? You know, I think God, he always uses what the enemy would mean for bad. He uses it for good. And what I saw mm -hmm. are, is the church had to figure out a new way to love folks. And I think we took for granted uh, the address that we all went to on Sunday. And in this last two, two, three years, we've had to learn how to be the church. And I think that is what God's using. It might have thinned us out a little bit on the surface, but I think it's, it's made our faith cost us something in many ways lately. And I think we're leaning more into who God is and less, less of a cultural Christianity. And uh, I think that's always made a difference in every country. When it costs you something, it means something more. And it's beginning to cost us a little bit to love Jesus now. Well, I think this may be Casting Crown's best work. Uh, it's, it's so relevant. It's timely. It's right to the heart. And I'm, I'm thrilled not only with the album, but that you're going out on tour and that you're going to be giving the country these songs, which I think are going to be a great, great encouragement. As Casting Crown's gets ready to perform, Keith Bilbrey, he's hanging out over on the sidelines He's going to tell you what you want to know right now. How do you get your own copy of the brand new album, Healer, that you're going to hear about in just a moment? For all of Casting Crowd's great music, including their latest release, Healer, go to Huckabee.tv for links to purchase or stream. Now, while you're there, be sure to watch a Huckabee digital exclusive. They're the song Crazy People. It's all at Huckabee.tv. Now, please give a warm welcome to Casting Crowns. If I had only known the last time would be the last time I would have put off all the things I had to do I would have stayed a little longer Held on a little tighter Now what I'd give for one more day with you Cause there's a wound here in my heart where something's missing And they tell me that it's gonna heal with time And I know you're in a place Where all your wounds have been erased 
Knowing yours are healed is healing mine. The only scars in heaven, they won't belong to me and you. There'll be no such thing as broken, and all the old will be made new. And the thought that makes me smile now, even as the tears fall down, is that the only scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now? I know the road you walked was anything but easy. You picked up your share of scars along the way, but now you're standing in the sun. You fought your fight, your race is run. The pain is all a million miles away. 'Cause the only scars in heaven, they won't belong to me and you. There'll be no such thing as broken, and all the old will be made new. And the thought that makes me smile now, even as the tears fall down, is that the only scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now. Until I'm standing with you in the sun, I'll fight this fight, this race I'll run. Until I finally see what you can see. Oh, the only scars in heaven—they won't belong to me and you. There'll be no such thing as broken. All the old will be made new. The thought that makes me smile now, even as the tears fall down. The only scars in heaven are on the hands that hold you now.